0: Welcome to episode number 18, uh, Reflections for WT, the heart and soul of the Texas Panhandle. My name is Randy Ray. I'm one of the faculty members here on campus. Sitting right beside me today is the 11th president of West Texas A&M, Dr. Walter
1: Windler. Thanks, Randy. It's good to be here. Always appreciate the opportunity to visit about WT.
0: Yeah, I, I always introduce you as the 11th president. So there have been 10 before you. Right. I just, I, I'm curious. How important is the history of WT to you?
1: Oh, it's exceedingly important. Uh, one person that I look to with great frequency um, is J.A. Hill, uh, Hill Memorial Chapel right, on the campus. Right. Um, he he led the university for over 30 years as the president. He was wow, here for a long time. That's a long time. I don't know how many presidents in the United States of universities of the 3,000 universities educational institutions have served that long but he is in a very small uh yeah. elite group
0: was he the first one
1: no he was uh he was be he was uh, after he was before cornet who was in the 50s uh and i'm not sure who he preceded wade might know
2: I think he was maybe third, uh, third, yeah, second or third. Right. But he
1: came. He was one of the original faculty members. I think he started in in, um, in uh, eight uh, nineteen ten or twelve or something very early on. He was an early hire. Uh, something else, Randy. Really, I think that's uh, interesting to note about uh, Hill is he has a book on. Speeches uh, that he's given. Somebody published a book, and it was published by I'm not sure who, but it was. Uh, it's a nice text, and I read it with some regularity. I'll read one of his speeches mm-hmm. because we don't speak that way anymore. We speak, we're much more casual. And I am, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying other people are and I'm not. I just, his speeches, uh, you know, they they ring, they have an academic ring to them, which I think is nice from the leader. And I'm guilty sometimes of being too familiar, you know, just too casual in the way I say things. And he is really measured uh, in his uh, thinking and delivery of thoughts and ideas.
0: Yeah, we were, yesterday, We were I was sitting in, Uh, your conference room, and I was looking around, and you have decorated on the walls in there uh, different pictures from
1: the history of WT, and I go, wow, what a rich history we have here. We really do. Uh, And you sat at the – I know where you sat. You sat in front of the TV screen, and at the very far end was J.A. Hill, and he's got this picture with curly hair in his hand, his (laughs) face resting in his hand with his three fingers extended on one side his pinky and thumb on the other. And he looks like a dandy. I mean, he really does. He looks like a – is something else. He's got a very nice appearance, and you know, of course, that the people always dressed up for photographs. You know, not like the three of us are dressed <laughs> today. You know, they were always in full dress, and they looked. Uh, I think it raises their uh, perceived uh, intelligence. I mean, they just look good. You know, it just um, look
0: very, very elegant. Yeah. All right. So we've looked at the past. Let's talk about the future. We have just started a brand new year. We started a brand new decade, and things are already happening. Yeah. On campus, yeah, a lot of changes are coming.
1: Yes, you're right. Uh, by the way, uh, as we begin this the 30th uh, uh, calendar year of uh, WT, uh, we're, we're going to remember this year throughout the year that this is, in fact, uh, not the 30th calendar year. I apologize, I misspoke. We we begin the 30th year as a member of the of the Texas A&M University System. Um, and I I think that Boone Pickens and that board that uh, sought membership in a university system, they talked to three different systems. They talked to—this is what Boone told me. I've only—I met him one time before he passed, and we uh, had lunch with he and, uh, and uh, a mutual friend, Eddie Scott, in Dallas. And he told me that uh, there were three university systems they considered joining, and— uh, University of Texas System, Texas A and M University System, and the Texas Tech System, and he felt like the best fit was with Texas A and M. And quite honestly, uh, you know, to me, I think it was a good choice. But of course,
0: I've had people. um, I I can remember I was living in Tennessee when that happened, and I can remember even out there hearing people talk about, "Well, I don't know if we want to become part of the A and M system." And looking looking at it now, I wonder where this university would be had we not.
1: Right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the table on that and tell you that I wonder where Texas A&M University would be if it didn't have all of these uh, regional institutions. We affect Texas A&M um, just as much. Well, maybe not quite as much as Texas A&M affects each of us. But that's that is uh, these relationships are like. Uh, like marriages. And each uh, each uh, individual organization benefits from the relationship. You know, our 2 Plus 2 program, they're getting ready to talk about in uh, vet medicine, uh, you know, that's going to be housed at the Vero um, Center. We're having the press uh, conference on some more updates on that, some significant additional funding and so on that we've received on January 28th. But um, I, will, I will tell you that a lot of that work that's going on there wouldn't happen without Texas A&M. And because it's up here in the Texas Panhandle, which is such a unique and distinctive uh, region of the state of Texas, we are going to give back to Texas A&M some of the, some benefit because they're associated with us in this very special region of, uh, of our great state.
0: You know, one of the things that I appreciate about our merger with the A&M system is
1: I think WT still kept its own personality. Absolutely. And I couldn't be more. And by the way, I, for example, knew Russell Long reasonably well, still do. Uh, We're not in touch every day, but, you know, we see each other and I always admired him. And he was one that was concerned, you know, I hope we don't lose our identity. Kingsville was another. Actually, all of the campuses, I think, had some concern that that might happen. And the fact of the matter is, and I would say this is under the leadership of uh, John Sharp and other uh, chancellors that we've had in the past, but especially under Sharp. He wants the regional institutions to have a strong identity for themselves in the region and in the nation when it's warranted for certain programs and so on. Um, And I think we're doing that at WT. Uh, For example, we just recently uh, saw this, and you may want to talk about this some more, but saw the uh, U.S. News and World Report rankings, which I always look at with just a little bit of cynicism. Um, I don't want to get caught up with that stuff on the one hand. But on the other hand, when consistently uh, your programs do well in those rankings, and for example, our undergraduate uh, programs um, generally across the board, were ranked number I think it was sixteen in the nation, maybe it was fourteen, but it was in the teens, mid-teens, I'll say, uh, not that important. But what was important to me was we have the highest-ranked uh, undergraduate online programs in the state of Texas. Hmm. Which is yeah, this is huge. A, that's yeah, no this, huge. Yeah. I mean, here we are up on the prairie. You know, the wind is blowing. <laughs> the, you know, we get a, a half an inch of rain, and we're all excited about it. I mean, we're in a very special place here. We got six million head of cattle within hundred miles. I mean, there is just a lot of stuff that goes on here that's very distinctive. And here we are, an excellent, according to U.S. News and World Report. And by the way, I know that we're an excellent. Our online programs are good. And, uh, you know, that, uh, you'll be talking to Wade here in a little while, and the fact of the matter is that commitment to excellence, it bleeds through the whole organization by osmosis. You hire good faculty, you turn them loose to do what they do, work with students, and the excellence just starts to percolate. Yeah.
0: Someone was talking to me yesterday. It was actually yesterday. And... Uh... They, they said, you obviously love working at WT. What's is, is there a problem with it? I said, Yeah, WT has one problem that they need to address. And they said, What's that? I said, They need to brag on themselves more.
1: Well, and I believe in that. Listen, I'm single handedly <laughs> trying to take care of that one. I, uh, I'm, uh, I made a presentation one time to the, uh, I probably shouldn't tell this story on myself, but it's, I think it's humorous. Uh, J.A. Hill would have never done this. We were talking about how dignified he was <laughs> yeah. and all that. He wouldn't have told this kind of story, but, um, I made a presentation to the Board of Regents and afterwards one of the Regents said in front of everybody he said you know um, he said uh, you should have been in marketing and I said well I thought I was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I just it's part of what we do we yeah. you know and I'm I am very proud of it I've been I've been uh, you know I've been in a number of universities you look at my uh, resume it looks like I can't hold the job and had different <laughs> levels of responsibility and so on and so forth and I will tell you there is something about WT deep in its DNA that creates a strong bond between students and faculty, even between faculty and administration. A lot of universities, you can't say that. I I feel, even when when faculty disagree with me or they take issue with something I say, there's a certain kind of uh, professionalism and respect, and I hope that flows in both directions, but people, you know, they can disagree without being disagreeable, and that's part of what we do at a university. So I'm... (laughs) I, I I can't think of a better place to work. You've heard me say this. This is the best job I've ever had and the best place I've ever lived. And here I was retired. I thought I was finished. Yeah. Funny how it works. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you.
0: We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to uh, a gentleman that I have a whole lot of respect for. We'll be back in
3: 60 seconds. West Texas A&M University is... A student body that learns by doing and is always seeking opportunity. Talented and accomplished faculty that teach both in and out of the classroom. Programs that provide timeless information and meet the challenges of today's world. Facilities rich in technology as well as WT history. It's our alumni and donors that make the big difference and set us apart from other universities. With your support, WT will continue to award scholarships to deserving students and strengthen our programs, which means a better campus, more in-depth education, and a lasting cultural and economic impact on our region. Now is the time to strengthen connections support students, and open doors for tomorrow's leaders. Share your experience, share your heritage, share your pride.
0: All right, welcome back to Reflections from WT, the heart and soul of the Texas Panhandle. Uh, I'm joined today with Dr. Walter Windler, and I'm also joined today by Dr. Wade Schaefer, who's the outgoing provost of the university. Dr. Schaefer, thank you for being here, sir.
2: Thanks for the invitation. I always appreciate uh, the opportunity to speak, talk.
0: Yeah, let me just start out by saying how much we, and I say the entire faculty, appreciate all you have done over the last eight years. Eight years, that's right. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, not, I, I'm not blowing smoke when I say in those eight years, I have never heard a negative thing said about you by
2: anyone. And that's huge. That's a big deal. Well, thank you. That means a lot to me, and uh, it's been a very interesting and challenging job, one I never thought um, I would hold. Um, it was never <laughs> in my career plan to move that way, um, and I appreciate the very, the very kind words uh, from you. That means a lot to well, me. Well, you have a lot of respect on campus.
0: For those listeners that don't know, what does a provost do?
2: Well, a provost is the chief academic officer of the university, so the responsibility of the provost is to ensure the academic quality of the faculty, of the programs, to make sure that students are moving through their studies uh, appropriately, to look at um, issues related to accreditation of of the university from an academic perspective, maintain relationships with the coordinating board in Austin and the system offices down in College Station um and then just generally serve as the person who deals with issues opportunities problems that involve the academic realm there's also things like the library and the honors program that fall under the uh, provost uh, responsibility as well so it's not just what happens in the classroom There's other programs, study abroad, nationally competitive scholarships. a lot of responsibility. Well, it it is. um, Like I said, it wasn't something I had planned on doing. But but you have good people in place. You guys have talked about that many times, I'm sure. And my goal always um, as the provost was to try to make the job of the faculty easier, right, to take care of some of the bureaucratic things that have to be done on a daily basis, So that faculty could be free to focus on the classroom and focus on their research uh, and their service opportunities for the university. So your background's in history. Right. And so what year did you first come to WT? Uh, I was hired as an assistant professor of history in the uh, fall of 1994. So I'm just completing my 25th year. Um, at the university yeah Yeah. and you're going to go back to teaching teaching um, full-time this will be a transitional the spring semester will be transitional for me uh, and then in the fall I'll have a full uh, schedule again be back upstairs in the history department with my old uh, uh, friends and colleagues up there
0: well as we're talking about teaching I want to talk a little bit about academic excellence what does that mean to you what does that mean to
2: West Texas A&M Well, I think um, a university's uh, reputation, since the essential thing that a university does is to provide um, high-quality education to its students, uh, that it's important that there be um, uh, stakes in the ground about academic quality and academic excellence, uh, rigor, um, uh, currency, making sure that programs uh, reflect what's going on, making sure that faculty Um, enjoy teaching, are uh, constantly upgrading their teaching craft, making sure that the programs we have reflect what's going on in the world around us. You're in a field that changes all the time. If you were still teaching the way that you did 10 or 15 years ago, you'd be doing a disservice to your students. Absolutely. And that's true really across the board. So making sure that um, the programs we offer are current, up-to-date, rigorous, and are preparing students for the next step in their uh, lives is, is really important to me. As a faculty member, it was important to me, and as an administrator, it was certainly important to me. What does the provost do to help the faculty stay on the cutting edge? Well, so there are, there are lots of uh, opportunities for professional development. We offer professional development at the beginning of every semester for all faculty. Um, we have, uh, from time to time, been able to help faculty with travel funds to go to a conference or, to, uh, att- uh, or maybe funds to attain uh, some equipment or some material or something like that to attend a workshop. Um, the other thing is to, uh, and this may sound, um, may come out not come out sounding right, but try to set a positive example and try to to lead by example, right? Mm -hmm. So if uh, the decisions that are being made by me and by my office reflect um, academic uh, uh, integrity and academic quality, I think it sends the signal to the rest of the faculty that this this is critical, this is important.
1: Randy, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that uh, Wade, in his humility, uh, would never say. He is also an excellent teacher uh, and has taught, I believe, the whole time he's been in the provost's office. So he's in touch with the students. You know, he, when he talks about academic affairs, I think it's important for people to fully appreciate that what that means is what the student learns while they're here. That is the chief uh, kind of academic affair. And I, you know, I watch university leaders, provosts, presidents, all kinds of university leaders worry more about graduation rates and, 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 uh, you know, um, uh, retention rates and these other issues that are used even by like U.S. News and World Report to measure quality. And those things are important. But if you're not focused on students, it's all for naught, This is a university. This is, we build human capital here. We nurture it and develop it so people have the opportunity to grow and become, in my perspective, and I know Wade and I have talked about this, noble citizens. You know, they go out and make a positive difference in a culture. Yeah, I I tell people I have four
0: years to take a kid from being a high school student to being a professional. And sometimes those, in those four years, it gets pretty tough, and they be mad at me, and they think that I'm being mean. But I'm okay with that because I want them, when they have a degree from West Texas A&M University, I want them to be prepared. And, and Dr. Schaefer, you have uh,
2: you have led the way in that. Yeah, so, yes, Yes. Yeah. That's That's always the goal, and, and Dr. Winler said it better than I could. As long as we keep our eyes fixed on the student and the student experience, um, we're in good shape. Do do we want to talk about some of the new programs and things that you've helped start,
0: things like the new EDD program, online program? Well, and
2: I think, thank you, I think that is, and I'm not going to take much credit for that. Many, many people um, worked very hard to put that into place, but that's our second doctorate level Program and one of the signs of a institution that's healthy, that's growing and thriving, is the ability to take on additional degree programs, particularly doctoral programs, which are very complicated in terms of the dynamics of them and in terms of just getting approval for them. That was a two-year process that involved multiple entities um, to prove that we were worthy of having this online um, doctoral program in educational leadership. And we were rewarded at the end with an outpouring of applicants for that. I think we had twice as many as we had Anticipated, We ended up taking two cohorts of students instead of one. Uh, there was some concern that maybe that was uh, the backlog. And so as soon as those students uh, were admitted into the program, we wouldn't have more. But contrary to that, this year we had an equal number of applicants uh, for the position. So it already has a reputation as a, com- of a competitive program. But it's a marker of our growth and maturity as an institution that we can add doctoral programs to our listings and maintain high quality in them um, as well. It's part of our um, strategic plan. It's part of our long-term vision that we become a national university, and that that is a university that produces um, doctorate candidates on a, a large enough scale to have national standing. Um, we're not quite there yet, but if we can add one or two more doctoral programs um, by the end of this decade, uh, we could attain that. Uh, we could attain that standing, and that's where we belong. That's I think that's our rightful place. Yes. Yeah, so so that's all online. I think that's one thing that we are good at
0: is online teaching. And um, I mean, the U.S. News and World Report just had a—they a, were singing our praises about our online program, undergraduate program. So well, I think that's—and and Dr. Winler, you—you want us to keep pushing that way.
1: I do. Uh, my goal would be—I uh, can—and I'm—I know this, uh, but Wade's time. But I'll just say this: we have 7,500 students on campus right now, and 2,500 students off campus, and those are rough numbers, but they're close. I would like to see our on-campus enrollment stay about the same at about 7,500 students. But I'd like to see more valedictorians and salutatorians from the top uh, 26. I'll even say the top 46 counties of Texas. I'll include what we call Region 17 down around Lubbock and so on. More valedictorians and salutatorians. We have a principal scholars program. We've talked about that before where principals recommend students to us. Our numbers are approaching 200 already this year. Last year we had 90, the program was new. Uh, And this year we're approaching 200 already, and we've got months to go. And I want to see those kinds of students that represent the very best of the Texas, of the South Plains and the Texas Panhandle enroll in WT, but I want that number to stay at about 7,500. I want the university's growth to come. From online programs. So I don't, you know, I'm not desirous to have 20,000 students on the campus. I mean, it would be wonderful if we did. And there may be some of that that just happens naturally. But my goal is 7,500 students on campus and then a number that exceeds 7,500 eventually. We're only 2,500 now, but if that went to 5,000, I'd be tickled pink in the next five or six years. But it could go beyond that. But one of the things, and uh, and Wade knows this because the deans feel this way, and Wade is with the deans all the time. They want the people that teach online to also teach on campus. So it's not, you know, some of these programs, and I'm not uh, besmirching Southern New Hampshire University, for example, which are very popular, 100,000 students online, but they might have people from Seattle teaching online. And they may be good people, but they're not transmitting the geography and the culture of the panhandle of Texas, which I think may be our most valuable asset across the board. So anyway.
0: Well, Dr. Schaefer, once again, let me say thank you. Uh, we all appreciate your hard work, and we appreciate you being a uh, advocate for the faculty, and uh, you are loved across campus.
2: <laughs> well, thank you very much again for those kind words. It's been uh, a great experience for me, but I'm really looking forward to the next chapter going back to doing um, what I thought I was going to do when I came to W-2 in <laughs> 1994, which is teach teach students about American history. Yeah. So, All right, well, you guys ready for a curveball? I always have, ready for I, I may ball. throw you two
0: today just oh, that' be fun yeah. that'd be fun um th- th- this one's kind of a, we've talked about academics a lot today. Have you ever thought about what you would have what would you would be doing today had you never gone to college?
1: Oh I know the answer to that I would be a carpenter, really, really. yeah, yeah I mean I started my my family were all in building trades and all that sort of stuff, my extended family, carpenters. So is that
0: what led you into being an architect? Yeah, that's kind of what yeah. my
1: uncle is a con- was a contractor. He's passed now, but my Uncle George was a contractor in New York, and he... He helped train me to become a uh, carpenter, and as I was doing that, um, he saw something where he said, "You know." And he worked with some famous architects. He works with he worked with Philip Johnson, who's probably one of the greatest twentieth-century uh, architects in in the world. And he he did some jobs with Philip Johnson. He said, "You know, you might have a spark for that," and that's when I. Uh, I went into community college to study construction, basically, construction technology. When I finished that, that's when I transferred to A&M. So I think, beyond a shadow of a doubt, if I hadn't gone to college, I would have been a carpenter and probably a very happy Person.
0: Yeah, I, I saw, a saw a picture person. of you the other day doing a little workout at the president's house. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Don't you have people to do that?" And said, yeah, ah, yeah, I like doing it sometimes.
1: So. Yeah, I, I still like that. Put my hand to something once in a while. Don't have time to play golf, but I, I which I enjoy. But I, uh, yeah, I like to do things with my hands. Uh...
2: Doctor Schaefer, what about you? What would you, what would well, you I, do Well, I, that? I think uh, quite honestly, I would be in sales. Um, my father was a salesman and um, eventually worked in. Um, management for Montgomery Ward for about 30 years. He was very successful, built a good career in that. His brother was a car salesman and ended up owning his own, his own Ford dealership. Um, my first job was in sales. Um, I liked interacting with people. Um, and actually, that's benefited me in the classroom because you're always, you're always doing a little bit of salesmanship right. <laughs> uh, in the classroom as well, right? To be able To that, that glibness and that and that willingness to get them to come along with you to buy into, if you will, pardon the expression, what you're talking about. Yeah. So, I think probably sales for me. Yeah. All right. I got another question. This one's going to this one's going to trip you up, I think.
0: A lot of our students listen to this podcast, and I have had a student come up to me a few days ago and said, I, "Would you ask Dr. Windler and, and the guest a question for me?" I don't. What is it? They said. If they were to get a tattoo, what would it be? <laughs> I know you guys are really not tattoo guys, but what, w- what would your tattoo be?
1: Oh, gosh, I don't know. But I think <laughs> i would have to be in a place that nobody else could see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it would be. How about know. a buffalo?
0: Yeah, let's get a bu- – let's all let's go – all three of us go down to the tattoo shop and get a buffalo tattoo.
2: What do you say? Right there on the ankle where you always have socks to cover and everything <laughs> yeah, like something that. Something like yeah. that. Yeah.
1: So. I, I think uh, – I don't know what you've been drinking. But I'd, I'd get off it. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I don't know. I've never thought of that before. But I, I would – for now, I'd yeah, I'd like to have a buffalo tattoo. But. Yeah.
2: Uh, i I just say real quickly that um, I've been here long enough that we've gone from, oh, my gosh, this faculty member that we're hiring might have a tattoo – to, oh my gosh, this faculty member hired might not have a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, how they're gonna fit in. That's funny, it's funny what's on students' minds uh, and how things change.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I appreciate both of you being here today and I think I enjoyed the conversation. I always do, but so I do especially I. Enjoyed, enjoyed today. Uh, thank you all for joining us for episode number 18 of uh, Reflections from WT, the Heart and Soul of the Texas Panhandle. Please join us again next time.